with us and sing. be with you all. And let us greet one another. And let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you for allowing us to join here together this morning. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we worship you today on this second Sunday of Advent. Bless us with your love. Together, Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And as I just said that, I changed around, depending on which schedule you look at for Advent, there's two different ways that they arrange the candles, where it goes hope, love, joy, peace, or I uh, hope, peace, joy, love. there's all these different ways. And if you look in the singing of the Advent candle, it says hope. You are not singing the word hope this week. You are singing the word love. So just take a little mental note, or if you've got a pencil, you are singing the word love as we light our Advent candle. You are not singing the word hope. Today is the Sunday of love. And with all of that said, kids, you guys ready for a children's moment? I heard some no's, but I'm going to go with yes. Okay, come on over. Field trip time. Field trip over here. 
It's good to have a little morning field trip. Yay. Now we have a field trip right over here to our Advent candle. And let's add them scoot right by. We have our Advent candle. Who remembers the candle that we lit last week? Hope. Hope, exactly. And what candle are we lighting this week? What candle are we lighting this week? Love, exactly. Hold on, not, we're not going to light it quite yet. We are going to light the candle of love. So we're lighting two candles today. Let's think about love before we light the candle of love right now. What are some things that we love? Yes. We love our parents. We love our pets. What else do we love? We love our friends. What else do we love? We love our grandparents. What else do we love? Our axolotl pets. Uh, our axolotl pets. I hear about those in my house too. Yeah. Our family, and our, video games. our family, and to be honest, our video games. Exactly. Do you know who loves us more than we can ever imagine? God. God loves us more. It's not video games that loves us more than we can ever imagine. It is God who loves us more than we can ever imagine. And God loves us, and we need to love God, and then we need to share that love of God with others. Now, Adam's about to light two candles here, the candle of hope and the candle of love. And when that candle of love is lit, I want you to imagine that you have a candle within you and that that candle of love is being lit. And I want you to let that candle of love shine so brightly from within you that everybody feels your love and that everybody feels the love of God. That's our goal for this week. So we're going to sing a song and we are going to light the candles for hope and love. Light one candle for you to think about how you can share love, the love of God, the love of family, the love of friends with others. That's your goal this week, to share the love. And now, friends, let's say a prayer before we go off to Sunday school. Holy and loving God, I ask that you pour your love upon all of these children who are gathered here. Let them feel your love and share your love with the world. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing ever alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptism, Sing you. 
And now, friends, we have some announcements. So if you have any announcements, you can come forward at this time. I'm going to make a couple of very important announcements. The first announcement is the most important, and that is that if you remember last year, we did a virtual Christmas pageant, and it was just about the cutest thing on the face of the planet. Well, we are doing that again. We decided that with COVID cases rising and everything like that, that we're going to uh, do the virtual pageant again. It won't take the place of a Sunday morning worship uh, because we're doing the pageant differently. So, it, and since it will just be online, uh, so it will be available to watch. We can even make some DVDs in case anybody doesn't have the ability to watch stuff online. We will do that. So we're going to have our Christmas pageant. But in order to have our Christmas pageant, we need to have actors and singers. So a lot of you are parents and grandparents out here of little ones. So talk to your little ones and send me an email or a text or anything to let me know what kind of position your kiddos might like in the play. I'll tell you that the only positions that we officially have taken so far are Mary and Elizabeth, and then we have one angel filled, but we can have so many angels. So uh, think about what they might want to be, or if they just, if you want to tell me if they want a big part or a small part, or if they just want to play a musical piece or sing a musical piece, anything that they want to do, let me know so that we can get this all scheduled. It is going to be wonderful. We're going to do most of the filming here at church. I'll talk to everybody who signs up. We'll do most of the filming here at church unless somebody wants to film at home because they can't be here, then absolutely they can film at home and we'll edit it all together. The other announcement is if you did not get an email copy of the Zionite, there are paper copies in the back of the sanctuary so you can pick one up on your way out. Good morning. Good morning. About 40 years ago, I took in foster kids. And then a year ago, my son decided to take in foster kids, and I decided I wanted to help in a special way. Uh, too old to take in kids, but there's other ways to help. So I found birthday buddies, and Aaron, who's the president, is an acquaintance of mine from St. Christopher's. Unfortunately, she passed away Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I've talked to her sister. I've talked to another board member uh, who's acquaintance of mine from St. Chris. They're hoping to continue birthday buddies. So I'm going to continue collecting the items through December and just give them time to collect themselves, find another president, and get back on their feet. So if you have items for birthday buddies, please bring them in. Thank you. Oh, and I'm sorry. I have two cards for the family, for uh, one for birthday buddies and one for the family of sympathy. Uh, they are in the junior slash choir room. Please come in and sign those cards. Thank you. I brought a paper. I tried to ad lib last week and mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I'm pleased to be able to say that the stars aligned and we are able to help the children from the ARC of Erie County. We're on a time crunch, though, as we need the gifts brought back to Zion by December 12th, which is next Sunday. There are 12 children that we will be helping. There are tags in Cook Hall with names and gift requests. Each child has several tags, as their needs are great. Please return unwrapped gifts in a regular bag or gift bags with the attached tag by Sunday. Please leave them on the stage in Cook Hall. Also, pay attention. Each tag will have your directions on it uh, when they're due and, and, and where to put them. 
and pay attention to their um, developmental age and chronological age also, okay, as most of these kids are very needy and uh, have many problems. So thank you for your help. I hope Zion will come through for us. Good morning. So we have one more week for the sale of poinsettias. So if you are interested in purchasing one, please come see me in Cook Hall. Um, I don't have any points today, except I'll, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> nice seeing you. Please join us in our Advent litany. If our lives are dry and parched, Lord, send the living waters of your spirit. If our times are empty and barren, Lord, grant us a rich harvest. Send us home with sheaves of blessing. If our bodies are weary and heavy laden, envelop us with your gladness. If our lives are small and trivial, enlarge our vision, widen our boundaries.
Amen, and please be seated. And before we do our reading today, we are going to light one more candle this morning. We are going to light a candle for Hannah and Madison and Justin and Tate and all of the students who were injured in the most recent school shooting. For their families, especially I'm thinking of the families of those four young people who lost their lives. It breaks my heart to think of what those families are going through as they prepare for Christmas, as their joy has been robbed from them. So I pray that they feel the love of God and that that love of God can surround them during this difficult time. So let us light a candle for those four lives and all of those who are injured and all of those who are also carrying the psychological trauma after the event. Let us light this candle for them this morning. For Justin and Tate and Hannah and Madison, may they be with you in your holy kingdom. 
and may you surround their families with love. Amen. And now we have our reading today from the Gospel of Luke, the third chapter. Now, I was telling my husband this morning, I said, this is the first Sunday that I do not have a baptism in the last month. All through the month of November, every Sunday that I was here, every Sunday except for the one Sunday when I was away, we had a baptism. I love when that happens, by the way. I love some baptisms. And yeah, so this is our first Sunday that we're not having a baptism. And guess who we're reading about? John the Baptist, exactly, John the Baptist. John the Baptist always needs to get us ready for Advent because he is the one who is all about getting us ready. So we need to listen and pay close attention to the words of John the Baptist because if anybody ever wants us to get ready for Jesus, it's John the Baptist. So let's listen to his words. We're going to start with verse 1 and read through verse 16 from the Gospel of Luke, the third chapter. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Let's try. This is John the Baptist Sunday. You guys need to get ready to yell that amen. I'm serious. So if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you even shout amen? Amen. I think that's more John the Baptist appropriate. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler over Galilee and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis and Lysantius ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into the region all around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall shall see the salvation of God. And John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you that God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked John, what then should we do? And in reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. And even the tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, collect no more than the amount that is prescribed to you. And then soldiers also asked him, what should we do? And he said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation and be satisfied with your wages. And as the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you 
with the Holy Spirit and fire. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's join in a moment of prayer. 
Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your Holy Spirit, with that same Holy Spirit that inspired John the Baptist. Bless us with that Holy Spirit. Bless us and fill us with the power of your Spirit as we journey through Advent. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. So John, who lived in the wilderness and ate locust and wild honey, started his ministry only when the Holy Spirit told him to. He was in the wilderness, and he was an eccentric kind of man out in the wilderness, all on his own, doing his own thing, eating, eating his locust, which doesn't sound too delicious, uh, and the wild honey, I could do that. The locust, not too sure about that. Eating his locust and wild honey, and only when the Holy Spirit sent him told him, inspired him that it was the time to begin his ministry. Only then did John begin his ministry. And he went from village to village, from town and town, telling everybody to repent. The kingdom of God is near. I love John the Baptist Sunday because we need to pretend a little bit that we are John the Baptist. He went from place to place shouting, repent. Shout it with me. It's fun. Repent. Ah, come on, guys, it's John the Baptist Sunday. He shouted, repent! You gotta get, you know, really loud as you, you shout that. He shouted, repent, the kingdom of God is near. And he started baptizing people with the baptism of repentance. He wasn't baptizing them with the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't have that ability. He said, there's another one who's coming. The Messiah is coming, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. If you think about Pentecost when they had the flames of fire on their head, that's what that's coming from. And he said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He's like, but I'm here to baptize you with a baptism of repentance. John was ready to get everybody, or he was, he was going to get everybody ready for the Messiah. He wanted everybody to repent. He wanted everybody to wash away their sins so that they could be ready for Jesus when Jesus began his ministry. And then I, I might be reading a little bit too much into this, but then what I think happened was I also think that the religious elite, as John started going around preaching and everybody's like, wow, there's this prophet. He's telling us to repent. He's telling us to wash away our sins. We have to listen to this prophet. I think that the religious elite had to go see for themselves. All the priests and the Pharisees and the scribes, all those people, they needed to go see for themselves if John the Baptist was, in fact, a prophet. And so they went to go follow John. They went to go be baptized by him because they wanted to see for himself. And I love, this is what I'm pretty sure, who I'm pretty sure that John was, was referring to when he said this next line. I think he was thinking about all of the religious elite when John the Baptist said, you brood of vipers. You got to yell that too. You can't say that. You have to yell it. Let's make sure we're awake this, this morning. Who wants to yell this with me? On the count of three, we're all going to yell, you brood of vipers. This is yelling class today. One, two, three. You you brood of vipers! That was better than the repent, guys. Good job. He, he yelled at, at all the people. He said, you brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? 
I don't think he was talking about all the regular people when he said this. I think he was talking about those religious elite who were coming because they wanted to see if they thought John was a prophet. And he looked at them and he saw their facade. He saw that they pretended to be all holy, but he also saw inside and he said, your hearts are not clean. You don't really want to repent. Like you don't really want to repent. You're not here for the right reasons. And so John called them a brood of vipers. But even though everybody wasn't really ready to repent, many were. There were many people who came to John the Baptist who were ready to repent. There were good people who came to John the Baptist who were ready to repent and wash away their sins. There were not so good people, like people who totally would have ended up on Santa's naughty list, who came to John the Baptist and they they were ready to repent. There were all sorts of people in between who were ready to repent, who came to John and, and who authentically said to John, they said, John, what can we do? How can we be washed of our sins? How can we be ready if, as you said, the Messiah is coming? How can we be ready? And so John looks at them and and first he looks at like the people who are just like the regular people. And he says, you know what? If you have two coats and that person over there has none, give one of your coats away. Share what you have. And he said, if you, if you have food, enough food and even more food that you need and somebody over there doesn't have food, share that food that you have with the other people. And then I love this. There are tax collectors who were definitely not on Santa's nice list. They were definitely on the naughty list because what they would do is they would go and they would go to people and they would, you know, say, okay, well, you owe the Roman Empire this much money, but really the person only owed the Roman Empire like less than that. And then they would pad their pockets with their extra money. But still somehow when John started preaching, the tax collectors, they, they felt it. And they said, I need to get right with God. I need to get right. And so they felt that. And so they they went to John and they said, John, what do we do? He said, it's pretty simple. Stop taking more. Only take what's required with you. Don't take extra and pad your pockets. And I love how even the soldiers, the soldiers, I I would often get in trouble because they'd be like, oh, you want protection? Well, you got to pay me to protect you. And then they would pad their pockets a little bit more. And so even the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, they came to John and they said, well, well, what can we do? How can we repent? How can we be ready? And John said, well, it's pretty easy. Like, stop scamming people. It's not the hardest thing. Just stop doing that bad stuff. John told everybody that if they want to repent, it starts with their actions. If they want to repent, then they need to act better. They need to be more generous. They need to be less greedy. They need to be less corrupt. And then when they put an end to that corruption and and that greed and everything that was nasty in their actions, then they could wash away their sins and then they would be ready for Jesus. Now, every year, every Advent, we read about John the Baptist. Every year, every Advent, we read about John the Baptist and his words are not flowery. (laughs) 
He doesn't tell us feel-good stories. He doesn't speak in parables like Jesus or anything like that. His words are not flowery by any means. If you ever liked fire and brimstone preaching, John the Baptist is your guy. He is the original fire and brimstone preacher. I'm seeing Tim's head shake right there. He always likes a good fire and brimstone sermon. Well, John the Baptist was the original fire and brimstone person, and he was not wordy. His words were not flowery. He got right to the point. So today, there's no extra stories in our sermon today, okay? There's no extra sermon stories in this sermon because we, like John, are going to get right to the point. And the point is that if we want to prepare for Jesus, if we want to prepare our hearts for Jesus, if we want to make sure that our souls are ready for Jesus, then we need to repent. All of us need to repent. I need to repent if I want to get my heart ready for Jesus. You need to repent if you want to get your heart ready for Jesus. You need to repent if you want to get your heart ready for Jesus. All of us need to repent if we want to get our hearts ready for Jesus. That's what we need to do during the season of Advent. The season of Advent is all about getting ready. Not getting ready for the birth of Jesus. Jesus has already been born. But getting ready for Jesus. So what do we need to do during the season of Advent? We need to repent. Exactly. That is the entire point of what John the Baptist is talking about. And here's the thing that we need to pay attention to. And this is what I think John was extremely clear on. I can't fix you. If something's wrong with you, Sue, I can't fix you. If something's wrong with me, you can't fix me. Only I can fix me. Only I can repent for me. Only you can repent for you. Only they can repent for them. I can't fix you. You can't fix me. We can't fix them. So as we think about the words of John the Baptist and we think about our need for repentance, who do we need to think about fixing? Point to yourselves. Everybody, point to yourselves. We need to fix me. I can't fix any of you. You can't fix me. We can't fix them. Though when we think about repentance, it's an introspective thought. We need to look within. We need to dig deep within and we need to fix our own junk. Who wants to be honest and say you got a little bit of junk that needs fixing inside you? Anybody? Yeah? Sometimes, I mean, all of us look different and that's why we can't fix each other. Think about what Jesus says. Jesus says, when the blind lead the blind, where, the, where do they end up? the ditch. When the blind lead the blind, they both end up in the ditch. He says that we need to take the plank out of our own eyes before we can take the splinter out of our neighbor's eyes. And think about what John the Baptist is saying. He's telling us that we need to repent. We need to get our hearts ready. If we really want to feel the power of the Holy Spirit, if we really want to be ready for Jesus, then we need to fix all of the old, all of our junk that's going on inside of us. If we're struggling with anger, what do we need to do during the season of Advent? Repent. We need some anger management. If we struggle with anger during the season of Advent, then you know what? 
we need some anger management. If we struggle with greed during the season of Advent, you know what? Advent is a perfect time to work on our struggles with greed. Because you know what? If we struggle with greed, you know what we can do? We can go pick up some tags from Sue for some kids. We can spend money that we maybe obsess over a little bit too much on others who are in need. We can work on on helping others if we struggle with greed during the season of Advent. What if we struggle with hatred? There's so much hatred in this world. It kills me. I don't know about you guys, but all this hatred in this world, it breaks my heart a little more and more every day. If we struggle with hatred, I'm telling you, this is, I'm so, so honest. If we have any hate in our hearts, any hate whatsoever for anyone, for anything, if we have any hate in our hearts, if we can say, I hate so-and-so, I hate this, if we have any hate in our hearts during the season of Advent, it's a time of repentance, and repentance is an introspection. It's a time to look deep within. If we have any hate in our hearts, it's time for us to get deep and to get deep within ourselves and to work on that hate and to find a way to turn that hate into love. Because tell me, who did Jesus ever tell us to hate? Exactly. (laughs) Jesus told us to love, not to hate. So if we have any hate in our hearts, we have to get rid of that hate. The season of Advent is all about repentance and introspection. And we have John who tells us that we need to repent. We have John who tells us that we need to look deep within and fix whatever is wrong. We have John who tells us that we need to get ready for Jesus. And so it's time for us to do exactly that. Because here's the thing, there's too much hatred in this world. There's too much violence in this world. There's too much anger in this world. But here's what we can't do. We can't fix them. You know what I'm talking about? I can fix me. You can fix you. You can fix you. You can fix you. You can't fix each other. We can only fix ourselves. There is hatred. And there is violence in this world. We can't change that hatred and violence, but we can change our hearts. We can repent and we can get ready. And now here's a little bit of good news. You know what's contagious? Love. You know what's contagious? Hope. You know what's contagious? When you have a life of peace. You know what's contagious? Joy. Joy is seriously contagious. I love being around joyful people. If you are a joyful person, you can come be around me any second of any day. I love joy. Joy is contagious. So it's time for us to repent, to work on ourselves. And the more we work on ourselves, the more that we make sure that we are ready, ready for Jesus. Then the more that love and that joy and that peace and that hope will be contagious to others. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy, loving, and loving God, we turn to you now, Lord. And as we begin this second Sunday of Advent, we ask that you help us to love others, those who we like and those who we don't like. Help us to bring hope to those around us. Help us to create peace in our families, communities, workplaces, schools, and environments. Help us to feel your joy and to share that joy with others. Rid us of all anger and hatred and malice. Do not let us participate in any divisive behaviors. 
Let us be your instruments of love during this season of Advent. In the name of Jesus the Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. May we continue our worship with our tithes and offerings. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. You may be seated. If you are at home with us this Sunday, I invite you, if you have not already, to get bread or crackers or juice or wine or anything that you can gather so that you can join with us as we celebrate communion. Come you who are weary and restless. Come all who hunger and thirst. We are ready. Creating God, source of all our being in all the earth. We thank you and praise you for the gift of life. We thank you for calling us to obedience and for sending us Jesus to show us how to live. Jesus, our Savior, we praise you for the glory of redemption. It was you who suffered the world's pain so that we may live. We celebrate the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, who carries us through life with the love and the strength of the Lord, and we join in your unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We gratefully recall and remember Christ's birth as one of us. 
Christ's baptism for our sin, Christ's compassion for our suffering, Christ's intimacy with our frailty, Christ bearing the cross with its death, and Christ rising from the tomb by the power of God. It was Jesus who took the bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, Jesus took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And so we affirm the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Consecrate, therefore, by your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine. Bless us that as we receive them, we may offer you our faith and our praise. We may be united with Christ and with one another, and we may be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to continue faithfully as disciples in your world. And let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Through the broken bread we participate in the body of Christ. Through the cup of blessing we participate in the newness of life. Come, for all things are now ready. There's a table in your presence where the weary are restored, where the bread is broken for us and the cup of life is poured blood and body given for us perfect offering for our sin sacrifice and resurrection all who die with you shall
Let us pray together. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Strengthen us in faith. Increase our love for one another. And let us show the world your greatness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, in the unity with the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. we have heard 
joy strains of God. Go forth with the love of Christ in your heart. Go forth and prepare yourselves for Jesus. Go forth and be blessed.